this is your friend Sarah here to talk about Jesus. <laughs> I do not have a good intro for this, so I'm just going to get into it. Um, so today I just want to talk about reigniting your fire for Jesus. What are some ways that we can get back that lost fire when we've really just not been desiring to get into this secret place with Jesus when we've really just lost the desire. We'd rather watch television. We'd rather eat. We'd rather hang out with friends. We'd rather whatever. Do anything else but get into the presence of Jesus. So how can we get back that lost fire? That's what I want to talk about today. Um, I just want to share some ways that God has really helped me in seasons like this when I've started to wander a little bit from him. Just some things that he brought to me through the word, through the Holy Spirit, and even through other people that have really helped me and helped me to get back that um, fire for him. So, and just as a little preface for this, as I share these things, I don't want it to seem at all like I am preaching at you, like I'm talking down to you. <laughs> Um, you know, we're all on a journey in our walk with God. And so this is really, as I'm sharing these things, this is actually me preaching at myself also to do these things. Um, because I have, you know, I also have seasons where I start to wander or where I start to find other things more appealing than God. And so we're all here to help each other out and encourage each other to fight the good fight of faith. So I'll go ahead and get into it. So uh, my first thing, my first suggestion for when you are uh, wanting to reignite your fire to follow Jesus is to say, you know, what am I really living for? Because I feel like everything is an, ex everything is an existential question. Everything comes down to what am I really living for? Is it family? Is it a job? Is it entertainment? Is it pleasure? Is it going out on the weekends? Like, what is it that you're really living for? And if it's anything other than 100% God, then I need to take a moment to reassess. Because, you know, I don't want God to just be a part of, a, a part of my life. God is my life. He is the thing that I am living for. And I've just come to the conclusion that I'm either all in or all out. Like there is no halfway with God. You can't give him 70%. You can't give him 30%. You can't give him 95%. I'm either all in or all out. And I don't want to settle for anything less than being absolutely in love with God and giving every part of my heart and every part of my life to him. So I think the, you know, the most important thing that we have to do before we start seeking out a closer relationship with God is just to take a moment, reassess, like, what are my priorities right now? What I'm, what am I really living for? Um, and then just a, a bit of scripture to kind of support this. So um, Luke 14, 26 says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, 
brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And then later on in verse 33, it says, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. So clearly Jesus is saying here, you're either all in or you're all out. He's not saying that you have to hate your family. He's just saying that they are secondary to him. You know, um, as much as you should love those in your life, you should care for them. You should be loving to them. Jesus comes first. And then also 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, We do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So, you know, the things which are seen, that includes anything in this world. So this includes your job. This includes your family. This includes a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a spouse. This includes pleasures, entertainment, hobbies, anything that you can see, it is temporary. And those are not the things that we are living for. They will not satisfy us ever. The only thing that will satisfy us is Jesus, the things which are not seen, the things which are eternal. And so it's just so important that we aren't living for what we can see in the natural, but we are seeking after those things which are above and seated at the right hand of Christ. Um, yeah, so that's my first point. And then second, um, once we've identified where our heart is really at, we should ask God to increase our hunger for him and our love for him. So be honest with him about where you're at. If you've been wandering from him, if you've been desiring Netflix more than you've been desiring time with him, just come to him and be honest about that. Say, God, I'm not desiring you right now. Increase my desire for you. Increase my love for you. Cause me to delight in you more than I delight in anything else. Psalm 51, 17 says, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, O God, will not despise. So confess to God where you're at. Come to him with a lowly, humble heart, and he will not turn you away. He has grace for you. He has mercy for you. He will give abundant mercy. He will pardon abundantly. And then, you know, once, once you have confessed and you've asked God to increase your hunger for him, he will answer that prayer. So Luke 11, 9 through 13 and this is a famous verse, we probably all know it, but it says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, 
how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God wants to give you the Holy Spirit. And if you are in him, you already have the Holy Spirit. It's not something that you have to seek out for. You already have the Holy Spirit in you. So it's just a matter of gaining a greater awareness of the Holy Spirit, a greater awareness of the fact that he is dwelling in you. He is closer to you than a friend. And um, I love from this verse that it says, everyone who asks receives. Everyone, not just those who are hyper-spiritual, not just those who have some sort of special connection to God. Everyone. So, and then my next point is to seek him diligently. Seek God diligently. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So not those who casually seek him, not those who seek him from time to time, not those who half-heartedly seek him or seek him with doubt in their heart that he's not actually desiring to spend time with you. Come to him with the belief that he desires to spend time with you, that he delights in you, that he loves you, and he's been waiting for you to just come and sit in his presence and listen to him and learn from him. And I think something, uh, you know, a part of diligently seeking God is not giving up, even if you don't immediately experience some sort of, you know, spiritual breakthrough or emotional breakthrough. You know, sometimes when I I get into the presence of God, I have to sit down and almost talk to myself, almost preach to myself in the way that I talk to God. So I'll say, God, I believe you are here with me right now and you delight to spend time with you time with me. Um, I believe you are near even when my emotions try to tell me that you are cold or you are distant. I'll say, God, I am not giving up on you. You say that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, and I believe what you say. So come and dwell with me. Increase my awareness of your presence. Make your word come alive to me. You say that your word will not return to you void, and I believe that you will use your word to transform my mind and my heart and my life. So come, Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus, and abide with me. Let your will be done in my heart and in my life in Jesus' name. And then lastly, um, my fourth kind of Um, suggestion is just to gaze upon the person and the beauty of Jesus. Um, So a great way to do this is just by reading the Gospels, seeing God's compassion for people, seeing God's just love for everyone and love for those who are the outcasts of society. Um, You know, a great way to do this is through the Gospels. And then if you haven't seen the show, um, the chosen i would highly highly recommend watching that it's just a great way to 
Um, just reignite your love for Jesus. Um, and I think the more that you see who Jesus truly is, the more you will love him and want to live for him. It all comes down to the desires of our hearts. Um, you know, do we love Jesus? Because when we love Jesus and we see who he is and we want to follow him and be more like him, that will result in the life change. That will result in the heart change. Um, you know, behavior modification alone will not ignite a passion for Jesus. Um, so that is my final tip. And then I just want to end with a little um, sort of like a poem that was inspired by the Holy Spirit. I was just like singing in the shower one day and I started just like singing this, uh, these words that I feel like the Holy Spirit was really just speaking to my heart. So I'm going to read this because I feel like it kind of sums up everything that I've shared today. So, the more I seek you, the more I find you. And the more I find you, the more I love you. And the more I love you, the more I seek you. I will delight myself again in the riches of your love. I will delight myself again in your kindness to me. And I think... Um, that's the thing. It's like when we seek God, we will find him. And when we find him, that increases our love for him. And then the more that we love him, the more that we want to seek him again. So it just, it's a, um, it's a cycle. Like, and so I think sometimes it just requires a little bit of self-discipline to take that initial step of seeking him. But once we do seek him diligently, he will reward that. He will increase our love for him. All we have to do is take that first step. So my prayer for you today and my prayer for myself is that through the grace of God, through the Holy Spirit, we would be brave and we would be disciplined enough to take that first step of seeking him. And that we, when we seek him, we wouldn't give up on seeking him. We would continue pursuing him. We would continue desiring him. And I pray that he would increase our fire for him, increase our desire for him, and that we would, you know, we would forsake all and follow after him with our whole life. So that's all I had to share. This was a little bit all over the place, but I hope that you got something out of this today. I hope that it encourages you. And if nothing else, I hope that the scripture I shared will take root in your heart and it will help you. I'm going forward. So that's all. Have a great rest of your day.